You are listening to the KPMG Insurance Insights 360 podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Nicholson. I'm joined by KPMG Advisory Principal Melanie Henderson. Melanie, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Melanie, you gave a really interesting presentation today. And the first thing I want to talk about is how apt the theme of your presentation was. So we've been hearing a lot about, um, you know, what's on insurance companies' agendas and all the different ways that they're trying to grow and evolve, whether that's um, dealing with legacy systems, changing the customer experience, all of that stuff. And transformation on that scale is a lot, right? Complicated. Very complicated. And the theme you chose for your presentation was staying the course. And I love it because if I think about a transformation on that scale and how many stakeholders you have and how many processes you have to go through, it's, it's perfect. So can you talk a little bit about how you, how you chose that theme and, and what that really means? Sure. Well, you, yeah, you've said it. The, um, so most of the clients or carriers that come to us and ask for help with this have said that it's been many years now that they've been investing in core legacy system tra- uh, upgrades and transformation. They're trying to get rid of their mainframe systems and move into the next generation of technologies. Everybody wants to be more customer-centric, whether that customer is the broker or the policyholder or a commercial customer. They are looking at digital digital technologies and saying, we should be able to do things differently. Right? We should be able to uh, fix our operations using new technologies, better engage with our customers using these new digital technologies, and that's going to change everything, the way we operate today, who we are, what we do. And then the market is always in a state of flux, especially in the financial dynamics right now. And so opportunities to merger, uh, merge and acquire or to partner with new third parties to change the way their business or to grow inorganically, all of this has been happening over the past three or four years. And um, to be honest, they're a little distracted. They've got uh, their hands in many pots. They've got a lot of investments out there. They've been running a lot of different proof of concepts. And they might have lost... Uh, um, what I lovingly call the, the North Star, right, which is they have a strategy for how they want to differentiate. They have a strategy on how they think they win in the marketplace. And a lot of these activities, while are interesting to their business, they don't really align to that longer-term strategy. And so we're at a point now where we can no longer uh, participate in an annual funding cycle where we plan out for the next 12 months and we allocate budget and and say that this is what we're going to do for the next 12 months and then regroup in 12 months and assess how we've been doing. We need to be more agile with our activities and look at what we're doing every day, every week, every month and say, are we still focused on what's most important to our business? Are, Are these investments, are these resources, are these activities aligned with our strategy so that we're going to get there? Because we could spend a lot of money and spend a lot of time trying to transform and, you know, um, take the, I, I'm not really good with sports analogy, so we probably won't use this one, but, you know, keep your eye on the ball kind of a thing, um, which is why I use the, the maritime analogy, which is staying the course through transformation. Your strategy is your North Star. And you, um, you know, in that analogy, you can control the team that you have, which would be the crew on the boat. You can invest to make sure that you have all the tools that you need and the ship is right. But you can't control the weather. You can't control what the other boats are doing on the water around you. And sometimes things don't always go as planned. And so being able to react and respond in a more agile way is the way that businesses need to think about their investments and their resource allocations right now. 
Melanie, one of the themes that you talked about today was this idea of the strategic rethink. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, sure. So we have uh, four components to the idea of, of rethinking the strategy or realigning around that North Star. The first is transforming the business model, which is really the, the what we do. Um, the second is the modernizing of the operating model, which is the how carriers would, would do it. Then the enhancing the customer engagement piece and the accelerating innovation piece. Those four things together are really the key components when you think about are all of the activities that we're doing and all the investments we make, we're making aligned with our strategy. And so when you look at the business model question, that's really the what we do. What type of business do we want to be in? What, product, what products and services do we sell? How do we help our customers um, manage and mitigate their risks? How do we provide them the coverage that they need? Those are all the questions around the, what we do as a company. The how we do it, which is the operating model question, is what type of resources do we have in-house? Do we outsource certain types of activities or work? Do we partner with different types of insure tech companies? Or um, how are we organized and how do we deliver the service? Those two things together, the what we do and how we do it, is really the core piece of what most carriers think about when they define what, who they are. And the strategy around answering those questions really has to be clear enough so that when it comes time to execute on a particular opportunity or take on a different type of investment, you can look at the activities and say these directly tie to where we want to be in the marketplace 5, 10, 15 years from now. You know, another thing that you talked about was you referenced a Harvard study that revealed this um, interesting imbalance between the value that executives place on strategic work and the amount of time they actually get to spend doing it. Yeah. How do we solve that problem? It, it's an interesting question because the CEO has a lot of um, responsibilities and the, the C-suite, the executive suites, and the leadership of the different groups in an insurance company, uh, they're responsible for running the business, but I would say, more importantly, they're responsible for setting that direction, really deciding how, um, how they're going to win in the marketplace, what's most important to them. That could include things like being more purpose-driven, and to hear from, uh, or just to read in that study that um, it's about 20%. 20% of the time uh, is spent on strategy-related things, as this says the study. And I would have thought that that would have been more like 40, mm -hmm. 40%. There's a lot to consider in the job of a CEO, but I would imagine the majority of that should be strategic, uh, strategic thinking and, and strategy-related, even what your position in the market is, what your financial performance is, how you're going to compete, how you're going to grow, how you're going to defend your business. All of those things are part of your strategy. So to to read that it's almost 20% of their time spent on strategic things and, and strategy thinking, where the rest is spent on day-to-day -day operations and other types of things, was a bit of a surprise. So how can we, how can we get rid of that non-strategic work? I would say that a lot of the decisions that are probably being made should be made during through the course of managing the business and the strategy itself should have those guidelines. So when a client calls me and says, I'd like to develop a strategy, I'd like to build a roadmap, I want to transform my business, or I want to grow in this new market, we typically sit down and ask them what they're, what's most important to them. What's their ambition? And from that ambi ambi ambition, what does that future state look like for them? Where do they think they're going to be in 5, 10, or 15 years? From there, 
you have to answer a series of questions. What type of products? What types of services? In what types of markets? What's the experience going to be from an intentional design perspective, right? Like when we talk about how do we des design the, those uh, customer experiences. But then you can put those, those boundaries on either side and really empower the people in your organization when they need to make decisions to know what decisions are aligned with their strategy and what decisions aren't. So a piece of that would be to answer your question, how do we uh, free up some time for CEOs to be more focused on their strategy, as I would say, lay out more clearly what those boundaries are um, and uh, empower the people so that when they have decisions they need to make, they can go back to these, these guidelines and this guidance and they can say, well, I understand what my remit is, I understand what our strategy is, and given those contexts, based on the decision I need to make, I think this is what we should be doing. And then just check in and make sure that that aligns with the strategy, rather than having all of those um, decisions fall on just a few people, a handful of people. Yeah, um, as you were talking about that, you started to touch on this idea of um, the evo evolution of, of the business and then the evolution of the capabilities to make all those things happen. Mm -hmm. And you, you have an interesting uh, concept to kind of describe that, um, this connected enterprise idea. Can you talk more about that? Sure. The connected enterprise is a, a really exciting um, finding. KPMG commissioned Forrester to do some research. And we looked at when customers, carriers in particular, uh, are being uh, are are trying to transform their business to be more customer centric, to look at more digital capabilities, to transform how they operate in a digital space. We wanted to see if there were any indicators, anything that would say um, what's going to be a success, uh, what what's going to be a success factor, what's an indication of success, and where are we seeing uh, companies being more successful in their transformation. And what we found was really exciting. Um, there are some key capabilities that um, we talk a lot about as enabling capabilities within an organization, uh, but they've really bubbled up to the top as now being Im critically important for success, for differentiation, for better than market expected results. And w one of those examples is data analytics. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how important data is and how the insights that we drive from our data and our analysis can really make a better customer experience, better marketing insights, better pricing or underwriting, better process operations. The insights that come from all the data that we have can be applied across the organization, which really elevates that capability to a core capability. And it hadn't been that way before. And this is just one of the capabilities. There are nine of them that um, Surprisingly, with the evolution, first going from platform businesses to the next step of evolution, uh, insights is now going to be one of those core capabilities. And when you break it all away and you look at the capabilities that have been identified in the connected enterprise research, you find that some of the back office operations that most insurance carriers would have said have, had been and would always be core to their business, like paper processing and po policy servicing and claims, those become less important. So if you think, if you look to the future three years from now, and you're back here at, what will that be, KPMG's 34th annual insurance industry mm -hmm. conference, mm -hmm. what kind of themes do you think you're going to be talking about? Oh, my crystal ball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would think that we are going to see some carriers move away from the idea that they need to hold the risk and underwrite the risk. and. Um, move into less of a manufacturing type of a role and more of a customer service and engagement type of a role. We're seeing some of this evolving right now with 
um, large employers, with healthcare providers, and this idea of a marketplace evolving. In the past, insurance carriers have always been resistant to, want to wanting to sell other carrier products. But it is the next logical step to providing all types of services to the customers that they serve. And so if you don't want to underwrite the risk of pet insurance, why not offer someone else's pet insurance product to your customers? Um, that has typically been the role of the agent broker. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. An it's advisor. A, yep. A hybrid But model. it puts the larger carriers in a position to control the marketplace. And if they have the capabilities to better understand the customer, they can then pick and choose which risks they want to underwrite and hold and which risks they want to help their customers meet but not necessarily carry the risk for. Melanie, it was so great having you with us in the Thank studio you. today. Thanks for stopping by, and um, we look forward to hearing more from you. Thanks for having Thanks. me. Thanks. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the KPMG Insurance Insights 360 podcast. For more insights, visit listen.kpmg.us slash insurance insights 360.